So like, oh, oh, wow. That's how you're gonna start this, man. Jeez, you're good. You're good. You're good. Where you been, bro? Uh, you been you been busy the last few weeks? Last few weeks, man. I haven't seen you in like a couple months. Facts. And we're <sighs> in the same city now. I know, man. Okay, it's because I stopped playing frisbee. Yeah, I, I've I've temper I've pulled a little little retirement for for the time being, the COVID retirement. Well, if you're if you're planning on going back into it, that doesn't sound like a retirement. That sounds like a rest. Well, I mean, they don't call Jordan's first or second or third retirement a retirement, or they don't not call it a retirement. You know what I'm saying? Do you call it a retirement? Yeah, I got you. Exactly. Facts. Yeah. No, this shit hit hard. And what my my non presence in your life? Absolutely. I get that, man. I get that. <laughs> Me too. I feel that. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, man. COVID hit hard. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, I was just gonna say like. You're also you're also in school too. Um, do you have, you're working as well. Like you got, you got, yeah, you got tons of shit to do. Yeah, so I uh, I don't know if I've told you I've I've been working at a uh, recreational cannabis store. What? Uh, you, did not, yeah. you did not tell me this. What? Okay. Oh, Jeez. So this is literally okay. Yeah, I work at a a recreational cannabis store now and literally my job there is to go home smoke the weed that we sell there and then sell it to the good people of ottawa what yeah it is honestly the most like chill easygoing just like relaxing job that i've ever like been a part of do you get to take home the the weed for free not for free, no. But there are perks. I was gonna say that would have been such a sick setup, but still, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, they give us like a a little discount, but I mean, you know, it's probably- free would be better. Exactly. Where's the where? Where is the place? Uh, what is it called? Uh, so it's called Stash and Co. It's just on Bank Street. Um. You should come by, man. I've bank Bro, and uh, I've been going to Fire and Flower, but you're telling me I'll come. See I mean, you. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do them. But yeah, man, no, like ride your bike up, up uh, Bank Street, banking Gladstone, man. I'm so confused to how this is working, honestly, dude. What do you mean? We're just we're just chilling. We're just vibing. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you had a script. I was really like. Okay, well, I'll describe my setup. So I just got my computer in front of me. I did a quick little research, um, uh, just on a convo. And then I just wrote down a list of things here that I think that um, both interest us. Like, for example, did you know that Shiny is a triple A chef? <laughs> he can okay. best fried chicken. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to get into this because I think you were like... 
that house that you like would always come and visit me in Ottawa. I think that was like the first time where I really got into making fried chicken. Because mm-hmm. my entire like fried chicken, like love of fried chicken kind of developed while I went to South America. Like I was such a young, immature person, like didn't really feel like adventuring in terms of trying new foods, couldn't really speak Spanish. But the only thing I could really say was fried chicken and fried chicken was like a dollar, two dollars. So you got like a piece, like a a big, nice, juicy piece of like chicken and then some, some fries and it'd be like two dollars. And like that was available everywhere. And it was like, just, it was so good. Like there was nothing to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there had to have been something to it, but it just seems so simple. And then like when I got back like to Canada, I didn't really like think about it. But then uh, once I, once I in 2018, when I moved back to Ottawa for good, okay. um, I would say like that house and like, you coming in that was like what started my current journey of like fried chicken so you were like one of my like first i want to say like customers yeah yeah yeah. i thought you've been doing it forever no man seriously (sighs) no because uh legit like whenever the entire time i was in the hospital it was always like watching the food network Mm -hmm. so because i wasn't like eating anything so i just like use that like time to kind of like whenever I'd like feel hungry or whatever. I'd be watching the food network and feel that and I'd have that sensation of like eating of like eating. But then I saw this fried chicken segment. So then I kind of started to experiment with how to marinate different fried chicken and how to like how long to marinate what I'm putting in the marinade. Uh, like what kind of style am I doing? Korean, Japanese, am I going to do like regular, you know exactly so yeah you haven't seen me in a while this is like yeah. this is a this has really expanded into this potential like you know retirement business plan that i have going on like cooking or yeah got going on like during like you got a job and then cook no 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 like like well we'll see we'll see how this pans out but this is like a like a, if everything else kind of falls through or like a side business type of deal. Mm. So basically what I'm thinking, what I've had this like grand plan scheme yeah, is that uh, I get a food truck because I think eating out of a food truck is just like such an intense and an amazing experience. I think you should just do it though. If you think, yo, okay but here's the thing like i right now on my current like academic path i have other things that i want to do that require a little bit of a timeline i guess a little bit of a sped up timeline for me to do like um yeah we'll leave it at that but for this like this food truck thing it could be there like when i'm old it could be there you know and five, 10 years from now, for example, right? So it's not going anywhere. So I have no rush to do this. I just have more time to kind of expand and perfect this idea so that when I do end up doing it, if I do end up doing it, you know, it's going to be this solid 
idea that I can, you know, project and let other people enjoy just as much as I've enjoyed putting in the effort to make this, this food truck and then the whole concept of it. Let me know. Let me know when you're, you're looking for some uh, investors. Dude, I'd love to invest in that shit. Ooh. That's good because I, I actually, actually uh, this guy that I work with actually has, I don't know if he's joking when he said this, but like he said that he would invest like as well. Um, and yeah, this guy like works with Tash. So and he was like, I'll give it to you right now. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do this to me. So of course, right now, the only investment that you can provide me is just a taste tester. Okay. Say less. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, in the next two weeks, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably be trying to perfect my fried chicken recipe and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know, you can, you can bike on over for a delivery. Absolutely. I would, I would love to, I will. Okay. But okay. So anyways, let me just tell you the rest of this idea. Okay. okay. Um, so you don't want to hear it. No, go for it. You know, if you want to share your idea with the world, I I'd love to hear it, but no, you're right. 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 I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. You're right. I'll stop. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it uh, up there to the imagination. What's one next? That's nice. That's smart. But you did say, um, you went to South Africa, America, South America. Bad memory. Well, I know you, uh, decided to kind of travel around for a little bit i mean first of all where did you go so i i've been i guess like i've had two years of my life where i've dedicated it towards like working and then traveling um and so the first time i went traveling uh it was right after high school right after toro 2015 you know um, champions. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I, I was basically not ever in school once I, once I turned 18 and once they like didn't call home to my parents saying that, you know, like I was skipping class, like then I, I just did stop going to class. So I had lost a, a love for like academics and just like learning in general. Yeah. Um, so I like kind of wanted an experience where I could mature. And I know my mom spent a long part of her twenties and kind of like, uh, adulthood and kind of that age where she like her, her entire, I don't know, grow, grow up, whatever the word is. I can't think of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, like she spent it traveling the world and I would say that she's a very mature and well-rounded human being. So I thought, you know, okay, maybe traveling will put me on a similar path. Yeah. And so, um, love your mom. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I know you do. And I think that's why we vibe, but we'll, we'll, We'll talk about that later. 
But no, so I went to, sorry, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia. That was the three countries where I spent most of my time. Very nice. What did you do daily? Were you there for just purely traveling? I actually have no idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Basically, every single day was just... You know, it's difficult. Every single day, we didn't really have a plan, which I didn't really enjoy about it because I'm a very neurotic person and I like to plan everything out so I don't waste time. Right, right, yeah. Especially if I'm paying to be in a certain area or whatever. Um, But, you know, it was really nice because we got to go to a different city. We got to to travel to a city and not really have a timeline of, of, you know, having to leave or having like to go to a different city, you know, we could just stay there as long as we wanted. And if we met some new cool people, we could follow them on their journey as well. And so we got to do that a lot. So yeah, it was basically a mixture of like hiking, surfing, swimming, Tanning, drinking, uh, eating, clubbing, like it was all around great experience. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, like I got to see Machu Picchu, which was like something that was on my bucket list and like, yeah. And so like, that was like something very emotional for me to like have to complete, like kind of grinding, waking up and like, I think it was like three or four in the morning and like walking up to the top when there's no light whatsoever. It's like really like spiritual as like cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. I think I got, I would have to go check it out to to try to feel that myself. I mean, it's such a, it's like traveling is like, I don't think you would ever, I guess this is like something very privileged to say, but you'd never regret spending money traveling. And that's that, granted. That's my experience. Yeah. Like it's it, like it's always going to be an experience, whether good or bad. But I guess I haven't really had any terrible experiences. I did lose like a couple hundred euros one night but that was just me being dumb somewhere on the street yeah that's not that's not it oh my goodness yeah that wasn't that's not exactly what happened but we'll say we'll say that's what happened exactly that's so cool uh what like what inspired you to say like Okay, fuck it. I'm going to go walk up Machu Picchu at 3 a.m. Grind through this. How did you initially get interested in doing that? Um, I guess, like, uh, growing up, especially in, like, uh, elementary school and middle school, I've had, like, a an affinity for, like, ancient civilizations and that kind of thing. Um. So once I saw that it was like available to actually go, 
Um, so basically my, my friend, uh, my friend and I we were planning this trip and we were deciding what continent to go to. Okay. <coughs> uh, India was on the table. Southeast Asia was on the table and South America was on the table. Um, and then we picked South America and then I remembered that Machu Picchu is like a destination that you can actually travel to. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what prompted it. And then like, I also did my best to try and go to as many like archeological and historical monuments and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, while on that trip, just to try and like educate so myself as like much as possible. Slightly planned out at least. You had like a list of things you wanted to see and you know, you did those. So that's... I mean, I'm not complaining. I like, yeah, I like definitely like made the most out of my trip for sure. Very nice. Um, I, I, so last year, I guess was my first time traveling outside of North America. And, uh, I went to Germany for a bit with, with TC. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was my first time out of Europe. So, it was the first time I made the, the team and it was the first time going to Europe I was like Woo. good timing yeah like I've never I've never really like asked your like experience like what your perspective from that experience of because you know I've, I've talked to David and you know like he has his experience um, but yeah I've never I've never asked you about like what it was like for you Germany, the tournament. Yeah, just Team Canada in general, man. Yeah, I think it was a really good time. I think we had a lot of fun together. Yeah, we had one, we had a nice uh, night. I think the day we finished, we had a nice night out at the the club. Um, that was a good time. Um, but like, fr- yeah. In terms of frizz, yeah, it's like everyone's, you know hasn't played together that's i think the common theme we're all good players but didn't click well i think versus teams that have played a lot together because maybe smaller countries more so like they practice more like i i'm sure for example team team singapore great team i i think they knew what they were doing all together they played very well Okay. So, I mean, we came super close. I think the best game we played was against USA, where we almost beat them in the, oh, what's it, universe? Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was watching that game during my, uh, while I was working at my office job. Yeah. And it actually got me written up. Oh, damn. Yeah, because no, not I would never apologize. So yeah, like my, uh, it was the only day that I was sitting beside this like really crazy coworker, and it was just that day, and, and like it wasn't impeding me doing my job or anything, but she just doesn't like me, so it's it's not. No, I was I was very happy that I could actually uh, root for, have time to root for you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, she just didn't like you. She was waiting till you fucked up, and then she was coming in with... Exactly. She pounced. How much of the game did you see? 
I did watch the ad, so I was like trying to follow along. Of, uh, I think it was uh, the Facebook updates, but yeah, I was bummed. And then I was kind of watching the, was it the Latvia game? No, Latvia. Um, I think maybe Singapore. Sure, Singapore. Either way, I was watching the game that you guys just like lost. It was heartbroken. Of course, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow the mixed team as much as I should have. Mean. I know. I know. Uh, it is what it is. Um. Nah, but it was super nice just to meet new players. Did you get any cool jerseys? I got a, I got a few jerseys, yeah. I got a Japan jersey. I got... Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Yo, he came... So, first of all, what I did was I, I, I had my parents... So, I packed a suitcase and I had my parents bring the suitcase from home of just shit I wanted to trade. So, I had... A little marketplace going on. I was like trying to trade people as much as I could get. But yeah, one of the Japan uh, Japanese players was like, "Hey, can I? You want to trade? Sure, for sure." It's like, "Okay, okay, thank you." It was, and then we had a a a nice windbreaker, but they're all so small. So it just didn't fit. Yeah, you're too muscular, eh? Damn, boy. Uh, yeah, man, that's like the, one of my like biggest. Aside from actually like representing Canada and wanting to like play on the field and whatnot, yeah. I just like want to like participate in trading a Japanese like jersey, and I want to have that interaction. And I think the only time I could have ever had that interaction was probably when they were in Waterloo and there was like the little like U 19s or whatever. And that would have been just like awkward, but yeah, I think it'd be definitely an experience, but I just probably have to live that live through, live vicariously through you now. Well, I mean, you still years to play. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, like probably if you're trying to come back, I'm coming back. What the? <laughs> I'm definitely gonna keep playing like indoors. I love floors. Yeah. Like so. Scott's Tots is like such a fun team to play for. Yeah, it seems like a lot of good people on that team. But, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think that's happening this year, unfortunately. Um, I heard that indoor league is though. You never know, right? Sign up even today. I don't know. It's still. Uh, it's like you don't really want to be unsafe. I know. That's why I'm kind of like not playing frisbee because if I was, if I were to go play frisbee, like there's no way I'd be like social distancing or anything like that like it's it, it's impossible and i would just like feel bad because there are like 
there are guys that are there that are like probably family members. Like, yeah. I don't, I actually don't know who goes, but you really gotta just think about everybody that's gonna be affected here. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. And like, I'm in like a retail situation right. where like people don't give a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I'm not the cleanest person around. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. See, this is uh, <laughs> been happening so much lately where I just like can't speak and I just say the worst word. No, English is really hard. I I really struggle. <laughs> English is literally the hardest language. That's why you speak in numbers, right? Zero zero one. Oh my gosh, I memorized the. Okay, so I, I memorized the hexadecimal characters. Hexadecimal, I don't hexadecimal know what that means. Hexadecimal is a number. It's a number-based system. Fuck. Um, I think it was 6C, 6F, 6C. So 6C, that's one hexadecimal number. 6F, 6C. So in uh, in characters, like those numbers translate to L O L. In lowercase. Right? So I was going to do, I was going to put a tattoo on my, the back of my arm, right? On my humerus of 6C, 6F, 6C, like LOL. But if you know, you know. How big? Not big. I hope not too big. Not, not yeah. big. That's, uh, that's an idea. Just a little cutie for the the ones. It'd be super niche, but also I can dig it. Don't you have another tattoo like that as well? I have a a, a small one on my wrist. It's a sibling tattoo. Um, so I, it's like three dots, but the dot that represents me is like larger. So my other two sisters now have the same tattoos. Um, really yeah so oh like your youngest sister is like 18 now uh no <laughs> oh it's, uh, turn she's 15 but they allowed it so i guess 15, i was gonna either way i was gonna say like just time flies time flies but yeah yeah because when i was like talking about uh uh, uh, about the date that you went on with my friend. Mm-hmm. I was like counting how long it's been since we've known each other. Like it's been a long time. Me and you. Oh, yeah. Me and you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was five years. <laughs> Maybe twenty-four. I mean, I would have played against you in twenty-fourteen. Exactly. So we'll say twenty-fourteen. You guys just pumped us. Water. Oh, that was fun. I met uh, some good people there too. Vlad, that was, and that's where I was, so that's initially where I met Vlad. That was funny. Um, he, I think 
he had like a buzz cut, so he looked even more. Um, Sir, I don't even know. Sure. What? I'm not. I'm not chiming in. I think. I think Vlad is beautiful. Uh, if he's oh, no, listening, no, no. you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not participating in whatever uh, tomfoolery that Braden Robinson is about to uh, partake in. Vlad, you do you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, just shared a post today of uh, YouTube I saw. Yeah, man, that guy is like always number one, like number one supporter. Go, dude. He'll always. Fuck. But also, like, he'll just continue. Hit. Oh. That, I hate that photo of us. I think my facial expression just looks terrible. Yeah. No, you look cute, bro. Okay, well, that's not the point of this. Thank you. I appreciate you. Of course. <sighs> Next question. Next question. Alrighty. Alrighty, sir. Oh, it's up on the air screen. Okay, well, I think we both wanted to talk about this. Um, we both spoke briefly yesterday uh, just about topics to speak about. And something I think we both were interested in was uh, growing up mixed. Um, sploosh, diving in deep. <laughs> yeah. So I know I said uh, it, just growing up, it, it felt like no, maybe no matter what I did, I just couldn't find, I couldn't fit in, right? Um, I felt like that at least. I have a lot of friends out there, but. Yeah, I would say you're pretty popular. But I mean, I, I definitely, uh, definitely understand what you're, what you're trying to get, especially for me. Um, in my experience as like, uh, someone like a mixed race child, my, my mom's, I uh, was born in Vaughan, Ontario. Uh, and then my, me and my dad were born in the same place in Japan. Okay. Um, and so me to literally be 50, 50 mix of, you know, two very different cultures has been like something that's been very, you know, divisive in my upbringing and my own, like search for some type of cultural identity. And like, I've, I've gone to like Saturday school where I've, it's like Japanese school early Saturday mornings, which honestly sucked. Um, and like, also I was put in the class where, uh, it was all the Anglo Anglophone kids. So they're all like Japanese Canadians, but, they are Japanese Canadians, like two, two, three, four generation Japanese Canadians. Okay. So they don't really have any ties to the motherland per se. Okay. So I was never really like, I never really had any like Japanese, Japanese friends. And then, you know, growing up, like the first time, so I, I, I was born in Japan and then uh, moved here to Canada when I was two. 
Um, and then the, la- the next time I went to Japan was not until I was nine. So I didn't go to Japan for seven years. So I didn't meet any like That's, of my family members or you're pretty big as a kid by nine. Yeah. You can actually start remembering things. Well, well, exactly. But the thing is, though, like I, I would, we would go over there and I just wouldn't get along with the kids just because I was so different. For sure. Right. But then when I come back to like Canada, because it's so multicultural, it's like, okay, what kind of identity am I trying to portray here when there's no one I can really relate to as like a Japanese Canadian, because I don't have that many people around me that are similar in that upbringing. Granted, I haven't really met a lot of Japanese Canadians either. Um, but, but it's, it's like it's like where you are like you don't really choose to where you exactly exactly right so it's like this whole journey with food as well has been like really i've seen so many instagram posts lately about it i don't know if it's like something that was gearing me up for this for this interview or what or this podcast or whatever but it was like how reclaiming like identity through food and you know i i would say that i'm very like white you know a little bit about me um i am 50 50 but i don't really look mixed right you would agree like i'm pretty like asian looking you have a mixed race I'm just saying, like, in comparison to my sister, my sister is very, like, I would say white passing. I would say there's white passing, mixed individuals, and then there's also, you know, non-white passing individuals. Whatever. Um, But just because, you know, like, I am non-white passing, but growing up in a white-dominated society, I feel like throughout my, like, own kind of, socialization i've been very i've attributed canadian values so i think like just through me trying to cook and you know my dad was a chef once and so he's predominantly been the cook uh in our household but now that i live alone or live outside of home it's me cooking and so it's like me reclaiming my identity through food it's honestly it, it's been super awesome to have that kind of thing in my life. And I think just like the next step would hopefully be speaking more and learning the language. Yeah, man, I, I can't even, I like I took French for a little bit. I took it again in university. I took Spanish, but I'm still struggling at English. I, I, I don't know what's up with these languages. I'm just not good at learning them. But great story. <laughs> yeah, man. But it, it, no, not at all. I mean, like, also just school, I feel like, is not like an indicator of like anything, right? Like, if you don't do well in English in school or an app or anything, it's like, okay, that doesn't mean you're illiterate. Right. It just means that school's really not for you or the curriculum that's set by a bunch of. Yeah. Uh, education reform. Yeah, man. Oh, 
who are you going for in the finals? I want to talk about that. Okay. I like that. Hmm. I love to see, I would love to see Jimmy get, get the ring. Okay. Do you think it's a realistic goal? I think they're athletic enough and good enough scores that they can just outrun the Lakers. Outrun. Okay. But I want to do like a, can you do like a matchup comparison? Like who would you match up to who? All right. I'm I'm opening up the starting lineups right now. Okay. Okay. So for the Heat, it looks like they have, they have Goran Dragic, Tyler Crowder, Jimmy, and Bam Adebayo. Starting line. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, for the Lakers, it's going to be uh, Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, LeBron. And then I don't know if they're going to start uh, Dwight or Kuzma or even Morris. Well, I'm actually quite quite on it. I wasn't expecting this. No offense, but they have Alex Caruso, Danny Green, KCP, LeBron, and, and Davis. I wasn't. As their projected starting lineup? I don't know. It says 2019-2020 playoff top team lineup. Okay, well, whatever. Either way, I I don't know. I think I think just because it's LeBron James, I think they're gonna win. He's, he's really good. He's a really good basketball player. No, I just I think just every single situation will just go his way. Yeah. Like the refs will be on his side. Yeah. Okay, that's what you mean. Like the broader conspiracy of things. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad point. Just because it'd be such a fitting ending to have like this, this, um, you know, champion of social justice within the NBA win the league and like oh, win it. Like, yeah, like win it as, and then it's also the Lakers, you know, Kobe, they're winning it for Kobe. So I think, I think there's like a deep seated conspiracy here. Okay. No, let's someone get onto that shit. <laughs> someone. <laughs> Like the information might be out there. I don't know. Someone get in the dark road, find that shit out, mm-hmm. and tell us. Um, no, that's very true. I mean, you hate to say it, but sometimes it seems like that's what's going on. Or it's just unspeakable things are happening, or. Everything just happens to go the way it is. 
Yeah, man. You're really big, Dave. What do you get? What are you smoking? Tell me what you're smoking. Yeah, so I uh, have this. I don't know what it's called, but your dryer vape that you were supposed yeah. to give me a year ago. I still have. It. I know. <laughs> you know, I actually saw you. Um, I th- and you didn't say hi. No, no, no. Early on, when we were throwing, we we're tossing. I'm pretty sure I had it in my bag. To oh get my to god! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember to bring it. Yeah, but right here on my desk. Okay, so what are you smoking? Um, it was a sativa. I actually, I'm unsure what it's called. Test, test, man. You always gotta know what you're smoking. White widow. White widow. White widow. Not a sativa. You sure. <laughs> It's my job. I don't know. The, the packaging's black. Yeah, yeah, man. White Widow, seven acres. Okay. Am I right? I don't know. What do you mean? You're just you're staring at the package. I don't have the pack. The package is in the other room. Oh, okay, okay. I just know what the package looks like, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. That's... Literally my entire job. Pull up my order. Nah, fuck that. Oh. Yeah, man. Look, start. Yeah, start. Start shopping at Stash and Co. Yeah, I do. Shameless plug. Stash and Co. It existed. Well, that's a shame because we're the best. Well, that's all I need to know. Because I also work there, so I thought you. I thought you. I honestly thought I. I've told you that I worked at the cannabis store. I was I was shocked. But like so, you, what's it? Do you have tips for people? Okay, so not all, the whole audience is uh, interested in smoking weed. That's okay. But do you have tips or tricks for people that are interested in like maybe not getting super big like us? But like I know CBD like doesn't really get you high but it's kind of medical am i right so yeah so cbd has like medicinal properties but like it's also something that controls the effects of thc so if people like want to still get high but not like super stoned they smoke something that's called like a balanced strain where it has both c8 CBD and THC in it that way. So what they've told us in training, what it's like is that there's THC, it runs rampant, but then CBD is like a elastic band in which, uh, I guess contains the THC within the confines of that elastic band. Well, science. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so that experience is like a is like is the elastic band. So it can't run rampant if I'm making if that makes sense. Yeah. I understand. Okay. But I forgot what you said about what's the elastic band. Like what what it's supposed to represent. 
the experience. So it can only go so far. It can only be stretched so thin, you know? Yeah, CBD is what is the elastic band that controls the experience. Cool. Basically. It's like a driver, like a pilot. It's like very, 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 very uh, surface level explanation of that. So yeah, that's good because that's it, it makes sense to someone like me that has no idea what you're talking about. Man, like the amount of just knowledge that gets spouted at you every single day, just stepping into that place is honestly so awesome. And like the everyone that works there is like probably the only scenario where I felt like the most comfortable, just because everyone is so chill truly an awesome experience yeah like i've i've i know in the when i was in kingston actually there's there's, uh whatever the shop was called everyone was just seemed to be in a good mood like yeah i don't know if felt somewhat genuine like this like hey how's it going help me out with the show overall good experience yeah i think like one like one big thing is that like we want to help you have like a good experience not only for you as a customer to come back and give us your business again but like for you as someone that smokes weed we don't want you to stop smoking weed and have a shitty experience exactly it's like it's where the care is genuine and that's like it's like a very hard to see in uh thing in many industries yeah. I really like it. That's... When it, it's, it, I feel like it's like when money gets involved and it's a higher priority than like experience that's just that's just not good this is I mean, maybe I feel like a, a business would be expand. I don't know. I'm not a business guy. I just hate to see when money's a priority. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, like when well, we just made this this cool ass product. It's a decent price, affordable. It's just it, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, money is just probably the worst possible thing in this world. Yes, it makes the world go round. I am a realist and I can't accept that fact. But yes. the power dynamic that it you know causes is super toxic to just everything. It just makes yeah. everyone so angry. And I know that sounds super hippy dippy of me, oh, but yo, that sounds so sophisticated, bro. You sound so smart. <laughs> I mean, I wish, but like human, honestly, it just makes it just makes so much more sense now that like I study what I study. It's just like it just like it doesn't even it seems like second nature, like that way of thinking, you know, like money's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yet 
I still spend so much money currently looking at Ikea furniture to refurnish my living room. Exactly. That's so nice. But as a Ikea desk. My entire bedroom is Ikea. The kitchen, I wish. Ikea would be my dream to have an Ikea house. The worst is building the Ikea, though. Me. No, like, building it? Building... Oh, yeah. Like, my, my family, like, we, like, we do not... We're not friends afterwards. Like, we're on the cusp of, like, disowning each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, all of our communication skills that we've, like, worked on for 23 years just flies out the window and we just almost like screwdrivers to the thighs you know that's that's the level of frustration that the Sukimoto's get at it's all love <laughs> exactly um so about eight minutes left I don't want to run out of time. But still chit chat. Um, like, so you're a food guy, you're a sport guy, um, you're a smart guy. Uh, okay, quick. So, top three do's. Do you, have, do you have some tips, some top threes, do's or don'ts for someone looking to just, just travel around the world? Um, top three do's, obviously like my, my experience is like, or my tips are very, uh, not objective, very, uh, subjective. Um, but honestly have some idea of like what you're getting into, like read up in the news, like local, you know, political climate, economic climate, like if unfortunately if the country is like going through some type of economic decline like that's like or like uh no that's that's not good so you don't really want to like be there because it might be tumultuous it might be putting yourself into risk right uh we had to actually like um factor that in when me and my friend were deciding whether or not to go to barcelona or not um Another thing is uh, make sure that you're packed appropriately. Um, yeah, don't show up and not have any appropriate clothing yeah. or um, it makes activities not as enjoyable. I remember going on a hike in uh, jean shorts and flip-flops and oh yeah, I was bad. And I was also super hungover and having altitude sickness and hallucinating. It was awful. So be pack accordingly. Um, and then, I don't know, just don't be dumb. Don't dis- be disrespectful. Have fun, but don't be disrespectful to the country. Yep, I think. Don't, if you get arrested, oh my God. That great story, but like, the amount of stress that you'd be in as a foreigner in like a foreign jail. Oh, oh my God. I couldn't even imagine. Not worth all the YouTube views. No, not at all. 
and then don't don't get a tattoo in a foreign country i've done that multiple times don't do it what'd you get i've got three tattoos from three different countries nice. all in south america no <laughs> a hat trick uh pissing off your mom hat trick for sure that was the one thing she told me not to do when i was in oh. south america and i did it um so don't get tattoos that's never a good idea uh always make sure that your money is in a safe spot and not accessible to you while you're drunk <laughs> um and then yeah you don't want to lose it at all um and then three try and learn the language it's always fun yes it helps talk to people exactly it's it makes it so much nicer when you're ordering things they'll give you free stuff sometimes wow yeah and then you can also go to like local places that are much less expensive for sure yeah those are my tips nice tips <laughs> well um, that's uh we still got four minutes we got 420 actually let's see oh uh we won't wait i'll let you know when we have actually we passed it we, we passed four minutes and 20 seconds left you have any uh give me you have a top five artist that's pretty deep Actually, give me what you're listening to right now. If you found someone particularly. Uh, in terms of music, man, I'm really digging like Mac Miller. Mm. Like his like posthumous album. That's pretty dope. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'll listen to anything that's like that kind of like soft mellow like soft voice kind of beat you know yeah nice that's that's the genre that i'm listening to so i kind of listen on shuffle and then i put it into my like songs and we go from there go from there once you add it to your playlist it's it's in there exactly until i go into like some neurotic episode and go through it and sort it search your, your like songs yeah man spotify of course what i have a playlist for all the music i listen to i never listen to my like songs yeah that's the thing uh like i am not the type of person to like create a playlist for a certain mood i'll just like let i'll just shuffle my like songs and it's it's it it's frustrating to me so i can hear it but i just don't have that type of uh energy to create playlists for myself not a mixtape it's not part of my repertoire and i got some i got some albums i got some playlists you can come i know i follow i follow one of yours oh yeah which one do you follow uh i think it's i think it was alonzi nezami <laughs> that's that's the french music i know I have tons of playlists for different moods. 
I even have a playlist called Mood. <laughs> oh, this one, this one's good. So it's um. Yeah, you have good music taste. You know Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's Indiana Tunes. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Wait, say it again. Say it again. Oh, we'll get an appro- We'll get an appropriate. No, 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 no. We'll get an appropriate reaction, and then you can just cut it out. And just <laughs> do it again. Do it again. That's so fake. So, you know, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay, but well, this playlist is called Indiana Tunes. No way! Oh my god, that's so funny, man. <laughs> How's I'm that? dying, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's been fun. <sighs> 20 seconds left. Thank you for having me on, on your little podcast, man. I really I really uh, annoyed you into putting me here, but glad you let me on it. You really, onto it. You responded so quick. I was... Man, I'm always on my phone. All right. Peace, um, brother. See you later. Yeah, peace and love. Love.